Welcome back to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. How would you feel if you learned the new song you just fell in love with was created by a computer? Would it make you love it less? Is artificial intelligence propelling the art world forward or stealing the magic that made us love the art in the first place? That's the focus of today's episode of The Dose. I found this conversation fascinating. Listen in as Nick and I explore the collision and the collaboration of art and science. Check it out. You do that through your nose or through your mouth? Mouth. Okay, because your nose really puffs out big when you do that. Yeah, it looks like it looks like you may be blowing it out, but the holes are so big that it shouldn't make that high squeaky sound. It couldn't. My brother-in-law Jim, uh, he was worked for uh, GE for like forty years. He retired at age sixty. Uh, he started there when it was just G. <laughs> In it Lynn was Mast. just General. <laughs> There's no electric involved. Okay, and you know General Electric was Thomas Edison's company, right? Sure. That's okay. So, yeah. um, and but he was known as Clapper around there uh, because Jim is known for making weird noises wherever he is and he can clap his hands louder than anybody else I know and what he would do is just walk up behind people working on the machines in GE and clap like that scare the heck out of them so they started calling him clapper but with his mouth with with uh, he has little like train whistles around his house and triangles and no- he likes to make noises mm-hmm. but he's also very good at it and I just discovered that you too have a gift for making certain noises. Was he? Do you feel like he could have been a musician? Like maybe that was a calling, oh, he, and he didn't he try is. it. No, oh, he yes. actually he has uh, he has a keyboard and he does create music. Yeah, and he does. I think he's also got a couple of drums. He's kind of actually he's kind of like me. I don't think he has a guitar yet. He's not. He's better on the keyboard than I am. But he's not really a, a producer. He just loves to make sounds and noises. He's also a drone master. He, you should see the photography that he takes with his drone and the films. He's really a cinematographer with his drone. It's amazing stuff. Uh, but but my point in bringing up Jim Harrington, who I love, by the way, I've he's been my brother-in-law for decades and decades, um, is that he is a weird with the noises. Mm-hmm. He has a clock in his kitchen that every time it strikes the hour, it gives a different bird sound. One's an <laughs> owl, one's a chickadee. <laughs> this is the thing. He just he likes different just noises. Because, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there. So, th- it kind of segues into something I wanted to talk about, but um, I caught a little bit of a story on NPR about this guy who had created um, artificial intelligence, but for music. So, you know how they talk about, yeah. like, we're going to feed all of these episodes or all of these scripts into something like rom-coms or all the Seinfelds and the AI can pr- actually produce, uh, you know, the next one or a, a script oh, yeah. for it. Apparently, you can do that with music as like, well. Okay, so that, let me see if I understand this. So, so you've got this entire Beatles catalog. So classical, think classical music. Okay. So specifically classical okay. music. Okay, so I've got, I've got Chopin. I've got, yeah. I've got Chopin's entire library here. Yep. And then you feed this into an AI, and it will come up with the next Chopin hit. It's so good, apparently, and so simple and so fast that it is uh, not only making people in the classical music world, especially the scholars who study this stuff, upset. Yeah. Because it's like it's breaking it all down to just ones and zeros, in essence. Um, oh. it's, they can play it, and they played it in concert, and he goes, I love that piece. Like People will go, oh, that's my favorite Bach. Um, and it's like, no. It's not. Wow. 
Yeah. And okay. So it's, but it's now, crazy. why are people upset about this? Because this, to me, means we've we've unraveled the DNA strands to music, and we might be able to understand better the essence of it. Or are we are we ruining it by trying to see the ghost in the machine? I think it's. I, I think there's a couple of things. To me, it's a matter of. I, I remember when Pandora first started. Yeah. As yeah. far as me, so me being a music snob. And Pandora having some sort of algorithm yeah, yeah. for putting together the most appropriate playlist for you based on what you like and don't like. And, yeah. you know, you hit a uh, heart on this star and you don't like this one. And um, you put in the uh, band that you like or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I hated that. I was like, it takes the human element out of it. And so you don't get some of the moments that you get if a human put together the playlist. I think that's the thing that struck me the most in terms of why people would not like this. And it's just like, okay, so the, so then is Bach not a genius? Because now we have a computer that can do, so is this guy oh. the genius? Well, now like, let's talk about digital graphic art, right? Yeah. Because they've distilled all that it takes to recreate a Picasso or a Rembrandt, sure. right? I mean, it's easy peasy. You, they can make my face look like it was painted by Rembrandt with that, right? Does that make Rembrandt or Picasso less of a genius? No. It just means that we've created a tool that has broken down their genius. It's. I think it's. I think it's a path to understanding their genius. Yeah. But the question is. Once you understand their genius, would you ever need to go back and, and analog do that? Right. Because if you can do it so simply through a computer, why do it, right? And I think that is the heartbreaker right there, that we had people that toiled to try to become that level of genius or to attain those and skills. And understand it, and yeah. And now we've got you know the magic wand that says, oh, I know what that is. It's just this. Yeah, well, usually after playing this note, a lot of times he plays this note or something along those lines. And yeah. it's like and well, it's, finding and the patterns. Music is distance, okay? This is one of the things that my piano teacher taught me, and that is that, that each note is a certain distance from the previous note. And that the, having the right distances is really what creates the music for and then it's the timing of it, right? Yeah. And that's, he used to say, where you put the rests is most important. Rests are silent notes, you know? Um, but so there is a mechanics to it, right? And there is clearly a math to it because I've seen so much translation between mathematic genius and music genius. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's at the root of it. We didn't understand it in the 13th century, but, but they discovered it or felt it or tapped into that that genius that was there all along and wrote it, right? And now we have a way of making that more accessible. So then the question becomes, what defines the next level of genius? How are we going to say, you know, who are the geniuses today? Are, are they the Elon Musks of the world? No. I, don't, I don't think so. No. Or, or, you know, or the, the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world? I mean, there's a there's a certain business genius to them. They've they've learned how to rake in cash like crazy. That's for sure. Um, but I don't see them as being like a, a Beethoven. Well, and the interesting thing about that is like Bach and Beethoven and Mozart and Chopin, 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 Chopin. <laughs> um, they continued creating. Whereas I think we put people on a pedestal now because of past accomplishments, yeah. but past accomplishments don't necessarily indicate future results. Oh, that, and that kills me too. Yeah. And when I say that, it's because it's hard. It's hard when you accomplish something great, and I've never accomplished anything like a Chopin, but, 
But I created some things that I really love that mm-hmm. I know really move people and affect people. And then you go, okay, so what's next? Yeah. And I'm like, isn't that enough? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not for me either right now. But the thing is, I do think there is something to that, that, uh, that prolificness. Is that a word? Proli- oh, yeah. Prolificity. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I think if once you stop holding on to the things that you think are brilliant and just keep going, like you just have to keep producing it. Yeah. And, right. and without even looking for the next brilliant thing, just look for the next thing. Yeah. Right. Just keep going. Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. Just keep going and keep creating. And if you need some music on in the background, try classical music written by humans or by an artificial intelligence. If you want to learn more about that AI, I've included a link to the Radiolab story in the show notes. Have a great day.